Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Are Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Well, hello and welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am so excited this morning. I have Andrea Meyer with Real Tired Mamas coaching today. She is an amazing woman. She runs all kinds of marathons. (laughs) I can't even run down my house there. So (laughs) I'm really, really excited that she is here today. She is all about helping women find their inner athletes. And I just think that's amazing because it's not all about what we can do on the outside. It's all about what we can do on the inside too. So Andrea, welcome. Tell us about what you do. Well, first off, thank you, Kristen, for doing this. This is so awesome. I'm so excited to share what I'm doing and why I think it's so important for women to find their inner athlete and get themselves in a space of feeling good about themselves, feeling healthy and realizing that exercise and stuff is not about weight loss. Like that is my big thing. It's, it's not about weight loss. It's about how you feel as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, as a partner, what have you. I have to agree with you a hundred percent. For me, it's been yoga and just being able to build my body back. And so I completely, completely understand that it's, it's coming from a place of inside and coming from where we can do that inner work through coaching programs, through meditation, through yoga, through running, whatever it is that exercise isn't about losing weight. It's about gaining ourself. Yes, definitely. I primarily look, work with moms who just want to get back to themselves, want to start feeling healthier and want to use, I mean, I'm primarily a runner and I do other modalities and I encourage other modalities such as yoga and weightlifting, whatever somebody is going to enjoy doing to move their body, because that's going to build a sustainable, like a sustainable lifestyle. And like, that's what it is. It's about creating sustainability and not doing these fad diets or fad exercise programs that might work for a little while. Then all of a sudden you're like, what do I do? Like, right. Exactly. And as we are going through all kinds of different modalities of exercise and our bodies do start to change and do start to gain muscle, we have to remember that muscle weighs more than fat. 
you know? So as we are changing, we may not be losing weight. We may be maintaining, sometimes we're gaining. It kind of depends on where we are within that exercise regime. And so many people look at that and go, oh my God, I'm gaining weight. You know, now I have to quit eating. And you can't quit eating if you're exercising. You know, <laughs> you've got to maintain that protein and carbohydrate intake, or you're going to end up on your back. And we don't need that. We definitely don't need that. And that I think is probably the scariest part about these fad diets is not getting enough. Having gone through cancer and not being able to eat at all, not being able to get my water intake, not being able to get anything and almost dying literally on the ground because I was so dehydrated and had none of the things that I needed for my body to recover and to heal. I am a big, don't forget, you've got to eat. Come on, moms. It's okay. You just had a baby. Yeah. Your body's going to change. You don't need to bounce back. I have been on a journey for like, my daughter's just turned three in February and I had three big babies within two years and my body is nowhere near what it used to be. And I'm just like, I'm accepting it. I'm loving myself where I'm at. Also knowing that I want to change. I want to change the appearance of my body because for a while I had a lot of people like women, men, didn't matter. They would see me with my three kids and they're like, oh, and you have another one on the way. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I just had three really big babies in under two years. Like the combined weight of all three of my children at birth was like 23 pounds. So my son was like over 10 pounds. And then my girl's combined weight was like 13 pounds. So they were pretty good size for twin girls. My goodness, you're too tiny. <laughs> Congratulations. My, my biggest was eight and a half pounds. And I, yeah, I can't even imagine had she been bigger than that, you know, or he, I guess that was the last one. I don't know. They were all pretty decent for me. They were decent sized kids, but yeah, 10 pounds, that's huge. And then for twins to be 13 pounds together, that's amazing. I had a six and a half middle one and she was preemie at six and a half. So I can't imagine what she would have been, you know, and now she's six foot tall. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, my girls came out at 37 weeks in a day, which were like, eviction notice boom yeah boom (laughs) so and i mean oh i was having a conversation with somebody last night about this you know we give birth and then we're expected to do all of this stuff and it's like no we just had a baby my body needs time to rest and recover and get used to milk production and sleep deprivation for a little while and all this other stuff. So it's like, it's crazy to me. So after both of my pregnancies for my son, I gave myself six weeks because he was a natural birth and like took the six weeks. I walked, I moved my body, but I wasn't going out and running or lifting super heavy weights. You know, I had lifted my son who was sober. (laughs) That was enough. And then with my girls, since I had to have a C-section, it's like, okay, they say, give yourself eight weeks before you start really doing anything. So I did. 
I gave myself like a couple weeks of doing absolutely nothing except for, you know, oh. walking up and down the stairs, you know, doing just everyday stuff, which can add up. Yes. And that's one of the things I like, I like to teach moms. It's like, you don't need to go out and go do an hour of exercise in one shot. You can take little clumps of time throughout your day where you can find it to get movement in. And that's mm-hmm. so gave myself the eight weeks. And then I started running and it was like, Oh my God. Oh, why did I decide to do this? Like, what is going on? Oh, you know, just giving yourself permission to realize that having a baby is like a major surgery, whether it's natural or C-section. Our bodies go through so much in growing this child inside and then birthing this child. And we do need to allow ourselves the time to grow, reinvent, redo, you know, but just to have the time to heal is amazing. And we don't. Society doesn't expect that. You know, we get right back up on the horse and let's go. And you should be able to run, you know, 10 miles that next day. Whether it's your job or whatever, it's still a run. And I don't understand why we are not allowing women that opportunity to heal. Yeah. After my son, I was still working full time. And I told them, I'm like, I'm taking 12 weeks. Hands down, disability insurance, which is what you get after having a baby, which doesn't make sense to me, only pays for six weeks when you have a natural birth. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going back after six weeks. Not happening. Like I'm taking 12 weeks. And thankfully I had a, you know, an employer who was like, I think he was kind of nervous about that. But at the same time he was like, okay, you can take your 12 weeks and your job will still be here when you get back, which was huge. And then after my girls, I was already home working from home, doing stuff for myself. So it was like, I took all the time I wanted. Is that kind of where it came from? going through the first birth with your son and the disability and then having to, you know, kind of negotiate the 12 weeks. What was your motivation behind Real Tired Mama? So for Real Tired Mama, it was just like, I had been at home with my kids because I actually stopped working full time for somebody else when my son was about a year old because it was a toxic situation for me and I was just not happy. So I was like, I worked it out with my husband and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And he's like, okay, let's pursue something else. And I had realized, I'm like, I don't really want to go work for somebody else. And so I was working, like I had a side gig as a network marketer, health and wellness and clean beauty stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm like, gung ho, get this done. And I was like, okay, working with that. Then I found out I was pregnant with my girls. My son was like 13 months old. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, crap, I'm pregnant. Oh crap. It's twins. Not the words my husband used when I told him it was twins. So it's, you know, I started out as wanting to do this side, get this gig from home. And I was like, okay, I really want to do this. I want to help other women do this. And then as I got into it and I worked with our wonderful friend, Megan Joe, I was like, I don't want to do the network marketing stuff. Like I want to pivot. I want to help moms get moving because that's the most important thing. Like I want moms to take care of themselves so that we can stop pouring from an empty cup. Cause I would say most moms and most women, we just pour from an empty cup and we're drained and we're burnt out. And that's where real tired mamas came into play. And that's how I was like, 
yeah, real tired mamas. Let's change this narrative of motherhood. Let's change how we view taking care of ourselves and what self-care looks like as a woman, as a mom, because what society is telling us or the patriarchal society is telling us is you're not good enough, which is crap. It's crap. You are enough as you are. And I'm here to help women figure that out and also understand you are enough as you are. And it is okay to want to change yourself. Finding that balance. Yeah, that's beautiful. I am in awe of your work. Had I had someone 30 years ago when I had my kids, because they're a lot older, (laughs) well, longer than 30 years, but I won't say how long. It would have been, a, you know, maybe a completely different experience for me. And I support you so much in what you do because women do need to understand that they are enough, that they have the right to make these choices for themselves, no matter what the job says. An amazing thing with the pandemic, we are in a completely different place than we were before it where we actually have the opportunity to make these choices now, to make moves from toxic environments, to make choices that are different. We can stay home. We can work for another company. We, you know, there's just all these different choices now that we have that we didn't have before. And so that's such a gift that the pandemic has really given us. But as women, we really still need to learn that we are enough, that we are good enough, that we have a voice and we have a right to use it. And one of the questions that I really like to ask and to get different perspectives is what do you think is the biggest block for women in moving forward right now? Oh, that's such a great question. I think there's a giant brick wall for us to take down. And it's a combination of feeling like you don't have enough time to do things. We have to take care of everybody else before ourselves. And it's just one of those things where it's like, no, we have to change that narrative. I come first and then my marriage and then my kids. And a lot of times some people will put God or universe in there too. Mm -hmm. Those relationships come first before you start taking care of your partner and your kids and then everybody else in your life. And I think we've gotten so far away from that, that women are just like, I can't add another thing to my plate. Give me a quick fix. I'm not ready to do the long haul. I don't have the time. And for me, it's like being unhealthy and being sick is so much more expensive and a time suck than taking 30 minutes a day, sometimes more, sometimes less, just to get out and go for a walk or dance around your house with your kids or your partner, do some yoga, do some gentle stretching, go for a bike ride, go for a run if that's your jam. I had a client who was like, I really enjoy going to classes. I like going to the gym and going classes. Great. Go do that. You want, you enjoy that. This is sustainable for you. Let's go do that. And then I have another client who is like, yeah, I just do stuff at home. I'd rather just go out and do stuff you know, around my house, go for a run, go for a walk. It's like, great. Let's go do that. Just move. Just move your body. Just move. Moving for me, movement of any kind is so important. And if we sit all day, we do more damage to our body than if we could just get up and walk around the house, dance around. I love the dancing around the house. That's my all-time favorite. (laughs) 
No. I pole dance because I still have to hold on to something. <laughs> Otherwise, my body might fall over. But, you know, I have safety poles all over, so they work. <laughs> you know, I am such a proponent of movement. And it doesn't have to be any kind of specific. It doesn't have to be any classic exercise. Just move your body. You know, whether it's, you know, dancing, walking, biking whatever it is, whatever puts a smile on your face and brings you joy, then do it. Yeah. The name of the concept is escaping my mind right now, but it's this idea of if you just move your body, if you're just vacuuming your house, that can be considered exercise, especially if you have a giant house or getting outside and raking your yard or moving wood or any of these kinds of things that you can, they're chores that you have to do anyways, half of them. And it's like, oh, you're moving your body. Awesome. Give yourself credit for those wins. You know, that's another thing that we tend to not do, especially as women, is give ourselves credit for those wins. And if you can just, for me, I do what's called a mirror exercise. Every night before I go to bed, I look myself in the mirror in my eyes and I say, Kristen, I am so proud of you for what you have accomplished today. And it's blah, 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 whatever those wins might be. And I usually try to do three. Sometimes it's more depending on what my day was like. And I'm just congratulations for such a great accomplishment today. That is an amazing practice that I don't do. And I'm a big proponent of not shooting all over yourself, but that's like a practice of, oh, that would serve me so well validation needs to come from inside is something that I've been doing a lot of work on for myself with everything. It's like, I need to learn to validate myself and congratulate myself because that's where it's going to be. I can't keep searching for it from everyone else around me, which is, I think a lot of women still need to learn that lesson too. Yeah. I had a heck of a mentor, Jack Canfield. He's the one that taught me that mirror exercise. And it does. I've been doing it now since I was in San Diego with him in January, and I don't even know how long it's been. I think somewhere in the 50-day range, and we were talking about it yesterday. Someone else has been doing it, too, and it just smiled because it's like, yeah, it's changed a lot about how I view myself, and I know that I am quite capable of making a lot of things happen, but that just validates everything that I do every day because you forget. I had to start off with actually literally writing down when I found a win or how to win, I had to write it down. And then I had a list that I could use when I did the mirror exercise because you forget at the end of the day, what did I do? I can't remember. I I don't remember anything that I did that was good or anything that I did that was a win. And just getting up and putting my makeup on was a win when I started this, because I was never a makeup person until I started doing these podcasts. And I, realized that I looked a whole lot better with a little bit of brightness in my face. And so that was a win. You know, it was a win when I decided to do my hair or I went out and played. Like yesterday, I went and played. I haven't played in a really long time. And it was Wendy and my daughter and I decided we were going to go out on the Islander, which is a kayak sailboat. We, went, we couldn't really go anywhere because it was too windy. We only went down the canal and went, oh yeah, this is going to be way too much that we could handle. But it was fun. I played and we forget to do that too. 
Yeah. So all of these things that you put together start making you realize just how important you are first so that you can make everybody else happy. That you can help everybody else. I don't care about making other people happy. If I make them happy, fantastic. If I can serve them, even better. Because I think we get into this mindset too, like we have to be people pleasers. And I'm learning, I'm like, no, I don't want to be a people pleaser anymore. I want to please myself. I agree. This has been absolutely fabulous. Before we go, how can people get in touch with you? I am everywhere. I am on Instagram at Real Tired Mama Coaching. So it's real.tired.mama.coaching. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook too. Just search for Real Tired Mama Coaching. And my website is realtiredmamas.com. Awesome. That's so great. I am. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I feel like we could talk for hours. Absolutely. And you're welcome to come back at any time. Just let me know. (laughs) And we will. We'll continue the conversation always. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you everybody for listening today. And always come back to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?